Nash Dev's podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Nash Dev. We're a podcast about software engineering in the Nashville developer community. This is Rodney. We have something different this time. I'm going to tell you about some events and conferences coming up this fall and winter. Then Corey and Lisa have a conversation on Barcamp Nashville and its 10-year anniversary with Edwin and Jessa from Barcamp Nashville. Coming up on Saturday, October 15th is the 10th year of Barcamp Nashville at the Botrust Building in Germantown. Then coming up on Thursday, November 10th and Friday, November 11th is DevOps Days Nashville. You can find out more on devopsdays.org. DevOps Days is a conference that brings development and operations together. November 2016 is coming up on Sunday, November 20th and Monday, November 21st at Lipscomb University. November is two days of Node.js and JavaScript. Pi Tennessee will be on Saturday, February 4th and Sunday, February 5th at the Nashville School of Law. Pi Tennessee is dedicated to the advancement and promotion of the Python language and its users. And now we have Corey and Lisa having a conversation about Barcamp Nashville and its 10-year anniversary with Edwin and Jessa. So today's theme is Barcamp Nashville. Are you all currently involved in the planning of the 2016 event? Yes, we are. What roles are you playing? I am currently chairing Barcamp. Get it? Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough job. <laughs> I'm advising, and I'm also working on the uh, marketing. So how did you get started in software? I actually got started in software um, through my mother, who encouraged me uh, to go to Nashville Software School. So shout out to uh, NSS for um, getting me started in this. And then I got super involved in the community and just finished up helping out with Music City Code. So... What do you do day to day, Jessa? I actually uh, work as a front end um, web developer at Diploma Studios, and so I get to play in the Angular and Angular 2 world. So you said that you weren't yet a software engineer. Did you become a software engineer? I'm kind of one. Uh, I'm actually I work for a company called Beacon Connect, and uh, it's an Internet of Things company that uses software and hardware. I do some uh, mostly. My title is copywriter. So I do technical and marketing copywriting um, and blogging and social media. But I do uh, some projects for Beacon Connect. Um, I had one recently where I uh, made a, a dispenser that, and I had to learn uh, a different language, Squirrel, which uh, is a device-side code uh, base, and HTML and JavaScript, and make them communicate with each other so that um, a dispenser was web-enabled <laughs> and could... Um, dispense after first entering an email address. So uh, that was really cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and I got that exaltation feeling of, it works! <laughs> you know, I used um, Electric Imp, which is a, um, it's a, it's a little, compu- it's a microprocessor that um, talks to the internet. And um, you sync it with Wi-Fi, and then anyone who can access Wi-Fi can access that um, Electric Imp. Nice. I also like the name Squirrel for a programming language. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty cool. At the beginning, we asked you about software school. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you get involved with Barcamp? So I got involved with Barcamp. Actually, this is my first year on the crew, but I did volunteer last year. Edwin actually brought me in and... um, Yeah, I've been enjoying uh, the chair position. Um, We have a phenomenal team that is just working their butt off to make make it a really phenomenal event for the big 10th anniversary. Oh, do y'all have anything like 
Anything big planned for the 10th anniversary? We are. We're commemorative mm-hmm. uh, statuettes or something. That's a great <laughs> Sorry idea. Sorry if I spoiled it. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. It's something to consider. Um, we do. We do have some a few surprises that we'll be uh, announcing in the coming weeks on uh, what will be going on that day. Should be cool. a lot of fun though. What about you? How did you get involved with Bar Camp? I actually got involved in 2009 when I attended my first Bar Camp. And I wasn't a software developer at the time. I was still in marketing. And I just became involved with the community. Dave Delaney, who's one of the founders of Bar Camp, tweeted that a Bar Camp planning career was starting up and y'all should go. And I tweeted back at him and said, oh, that's a great event. Yeah, great. And he said, so you're going, right? And so, you know, I kind of had to go then. So then I ended up showing up to the planning crew meeting. And I volunteered to do production. So that was my start. That was in 2013. Uh, no, 2012. That was 2012. And then I was production the next year, and I've been involved ever since. What does that mean, production? Production is making sure that the venue... Uh, has what it needs so that presenters can easily share their ideas, uh, making sure that there's water, making sure that there's food, that the rooms have AV, and that everything runs smoothly. So so what all is involved with being a chair? So right now it's just making sure that balls don't drop, that everybody has all the resources that they need and bodies that they need, um, and just filling in the places that, you know, kind of maybe lacking or not have enough manpower. What is the most stressful thing about being the chair? All the things or? <laughs> I haven't really hit a stressful moment yet. It's, That's um, awesome. it's been running really smoothly. I bet day of is probably a little bit more stressful because you're helping the production. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the chair's role is if you have a good crew, the chair's role is uh, really uh, just oversight and making sure that, as Jessa said, things progress smoothly, making sure the deadlines are met. I think that probably speaks volumes to how the event has progressed over the years and also the crew that you have today, if things are going so smoothly, you know. What I like about the, the way that the events progressed is that it used to be an event of tech insiders and thought leaders in Nashville and it has evolved to the point where the people who have gone to bar camp and are thought leaders and are real leaders in the tech community have gone on and other, done other things, bigger things, better things and people who are newer to the tech scene can now have an opportunity to share and learn and be part of the community in a, in a, a meaningful way, in a supportive way so I, I think that you're seeing people like Chessa, and um, if you were to look at the cross section of the crew, there are a lot of people who are not necessarily um, not necessarily established, who are trying to find their voice or trying to get to the next level. And um, I think that's the beauty of Bar Camp. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I got my start in the Nashville tech community. I was uh, I went to college here, and then I moved home because it was a recession. So stayed on the parents' couch for a year and just had to get back to Nashville. And when I finally did, I met some people through, like, I think the social media meetup. And then I heard about PodCamp, you know, and I met so many people through that. Um, came back for Bar Camp. And then a year later was chairing PodCamp. 
it was there that they had a um, panel of the cohort one from Nashville Software School, and they were talking about it. And I had been looking for a career change or just, you know, some like what was next for me. And I just like I turned to my girlfriend at the time and now wife, and I was just like, that's it. That's what I've been looking for. So because of Bar Camp, I went to the software school, you know, three and a half years later and working as a developer. I mean, PodCamp, which is not Bar Camp, but they're kind of related and similar. I mean, both of those changed my life, you know? Well, I have to tell you that you spoke at PodCamp about being at Nashville Software School. I think it was PodCamp or maybe it was Bar Camp. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and and that was my introduction to what Nashville Software School was. So in a way, you inspired me to uh, take a chance on my own life. And I, in fact, I followed up with you. Do you remember? I yeah, said, yeah. I asked you, you know, about your experience there and um, what it was like to apply, what it was like to be a software engineer. And so um, thank you for for doing that and for sharing that experience. Wow, that's so cool. It's the inspirational Lisa <laughs> French because I also had a similar experience where I was able to, uh, able to ask her a bunch of questions about Nashville Software School, and she spoke to those, and then I ended up uh, there that next cohort. So there you go. You're just changing and, lives. Well, <laughs> I mean, thank you to the people that started the camp, you know, the camps, and um, you know, put it together for all those years because that was still had been going on like five years or. You know, several years at that point. I mean, the Nashville, shout out to the Nashville tech community. Am I right? Like, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was able to come in like only knowing social media, like that was my tech at that time and being so new to Nashville and to get so involved and, you know, just, it was so easy. Like it was so easy to meet people. People were so quick to connect. They're like, you need to talk to this person who connected me with another person and, you know, we've grown a lot, but we still have that, like, that connected fabric, it seems like. Even even outside of, of the Bar Camp community, I think the Nashville community in general, the tech community, is, is very uh, open and, and connected. I got my current job through a different volunteer experience. I was volunteering at um, for Digital Nashville. I was doing the newsletter for Ellen Mullen, who ran that. And... One of the, the articles I run, ran was written by Chris Blands, who said essentially that nobody in Nashville, Nashville tech community would turn down coffee, uh, which I think is true. And so I ran that story, and I thought, no, and see if he wants to have coffee. And, and he did, and uh, we met and uh, um, had a nice conversation. Fast forward to you know, last January when I was um, looking for a job outside of after graduating from software school. I wrote to him, and uh, he's at Beacon Connect, one of the co-founders, and I asked him if, if, if he remembered me and, and if this is something that, uh, you know, I could try out for. And um, he said, yeah, let's, um, let's have a conversation. And I came in, had a writing test. It impressed him enough that a week later I got a job offer, and that was amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> So we probably we probably should have started at this point, but there are no rules here. So, um, like, what is Bar Camp? And uh, you know, for people that might not have heard of it, and um, what kind of people go to the event? What kind of sessions are there? Bar Camp is um, what I'm really interested in about it is that it's uncurated. 
it's uh, crowdsourced in the sense that when people propose their topics, um, it's then in a vote system, which we'll release in an app. That way we'll know what sessions um, fill what slots. And that's really awesome, especially uh, if you want to be a, a newcomer to public speaking or talking about a passion that you have um, relating to the tech industry. And it allows you the ability to get up there on stage without it being a fully curated event um, like other conferences in the area that you pay and go to. Also, another fun fact, it's free, which is awesome. Free 99. Mm -hmm. Free. I had the best root beer floats last year. (laughs) Also free? Also free. Also free. (laughs) I describe Barcamp as as Middle Tennessee's premier technology symposium. It's a it is a free event. Um, but it's it's also a community event. I feel like Bar Camp helped me to start uh, in Nashville. Uh, I didn't know anyone. The first job I interviewed for was for a company that Marcus Whitney had run called Remarkable Wit. And I didn't get the job, but he recommended that I talk to people and volunteer for things like Bar Camp Digital Nashville. And so I took that advice, and, and I feel like that has helped me to get to where I am now. So I'm grateful for Bar Camp. I'm grateful for the opportunities that Nashville has for people who are interested in learning about the tech community and being involved in it. And it's as much as you put in it, that's how much you get back, I feel. I love that it's free because I feel like some of the conferences are, are a little bit unattainable for people who are just starting out in the tech world. Um, and maybe don't have the income to attend. So I think it's amazing that our community has something that anybody can go to. Well, especially if you're if you're not sure that's what you want to do. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's a, a low bar. Free is a low bar, and the expectation is well, low bar camp. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, but it's the expectation is that you participate, and and that can be as much or as little as you want. Hopefully, you are participating enough to make an impact on someone else. So by being free, by being a crowdsourced event, by not having a, an agenda that's you know, done uh, months ahead of time, um, there are no keynote speakers, everyone is, uh, everyone is equal. So you could be uh, head of technology at HCA, or you could be someone just starting Nashville Software School. You can both speak at this event and be treated equally. You both get the same amount of time. You both have the chance of being in a, a premier spot, depending on your topic. It's the strength of your ideas that determines um, where you end up. That's the thing that's beautiful about it. Well, there are a lot of different things. I've been saying everything is beautiful about it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's really a place for discovery and sharing your passions, even if they're newly discovered or if something has potential to be uh, to be that passion and then, you know, thought provoking. It makes you assess where you're going and what you've been doing and making sure that that's, you know, right for you. Like you heard a talk about NSS and that changed your course. And so Bar Camp to me has the ability to bring a broad audience that is in the tech community together. It doesn't have to just be developers or UX designers or project managers. Um, it's everybody, and that's the beauty of this, is that it's not so technical that everyone can't attend. Yeah. So, And 
Did I hear that, speaking of keeping it accessible to people, did I hear that there will be childcare this year? That is an option we're actively exploring um, to make uh, to make available because we really want to see a change in kind of how conferences are held here because we don't we want to try to remove as um, many barriers as we possibly can. That's amazing. Yeah, even just the fact that if even if it doesn't happen, the fact that you're exploring it and can maybe use your notes from this year for next time is awesome. One step closer. Yes. <laughs> It was something that we wanted to do for craft content, but it just didn't close in time. We weren't able to, to close a deal. Um, we're, we're actively looking for possibilities. I know it can be difficult with all the insurance and the things that you have to think of, right? There are providers who will do it. One of the obstacles right now is, is um, sponsorship. There aren't a lot of people who will do that for free because of, because of the liability, because of um, the time that someone is spending. So we want to make sure that, that we take care of someone who is going to take care of children. Uh, and uh, that, that's going to take a little time. And also exploring the option that we don't want it just to be childcare. We want those children to walk away with some new knowledge, um, hopefully technical-based. Oh, cool. Um, so that they, you know, kind of get them engaged a little bit earlier. And so they don't just have a not per se wasted day, but they get to be engaged on a different level than just being, you know, playing all day. Yeah, they get to do something like with their hands parent. on, yeah, right. interactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things are their day of? So we will actually have we have a volunteer coordinator who will be making sure that swag bags um, are ready to go and being passed out. We'll have door greeters. We'll have room monitors. Um, and a lot of that falls under production to making sure that um, everything's covered and helping out with um, food and everything. And do they still have time to go to like a couple sessions? Like, yes. And yes. Network and stuff. For sure. You just kind of do a small little role and. Well, there's always time to go to sessions and network. The event runs on the law of two feet. So if there's something that you're sitting in and you'd rather be doing something else or the the session isn't uh, suiting your needs, uh, you're free to get up and, and walk out. Uh, it's it's not only uh, not rude, it's, it's expected, and speakers know that. So you can go to um, three concurrent sessions that are going on at the same time and just kind of go through each one, take in what you want, and um, uh, then go and network. Do a quick volunteer fun. shift. Yeah. Go back, have some fun. Yeah. So when is Bar Camp? Bar Camp will actually be taking place on Saturday, October 15th. At, where is it at? It is at the, the Bow Trust building, which houses um, Red Pepper and Dever. Oh, yeah. That's in Germantown? Yeah. Is that right? In Stratasan. It's right by the ballpark. Yeah. It's been there for the past couple of years, right? Yes. Yeah. How many people are you expecting? Or Well, this being the 10th anniversary, Bar Camp X, as we're calling it, uh, we're expecting maybe 4,000 people. Wow. What? Are you yeah. kidding me? I am kidding you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I we totally just bought to make it. Your jaws drop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're going to need a bigger boat." Yeah, for free. <laughs> um, no, I, I would the say first four thousand get in free. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're it's somewhere in between, somewhere in the four to five hundred range, which is still plenty. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's awesome. 
This episode was sponsored by Strongloop, an IBM company. Strongloop helps you compose APIs, build and deploy and monitor node apps. You can learn more at strongloop.com. So what's the format of the, of the sessions at Barcamp? So we're actually um, throwing around some new ideas because we really want to focus for the 10th anniversary to really like focus on discovery and passion and thought-provoking content. So we are considering formats um, such as like a high-profile interview where somebody who's already well-established in the tech community will then interview someone else. So it kind of brings in a kind of a different dynamic or to do a live podcast that the audience would be able to engage in as well as maybe a town hall or labs. So these are all um, potential considerations for speakers that are wanting to talk and we'll actually have a speaker up event. So if you are interested in talking or speaking at bar camp, rant about something or talk about something that you've recently discovered that you just have this undying passion for or that really is making an impact, a technical um, decision that's making an impact on your life or how you think it's going to affect the Nashville community. These are all things that we want to really put a call out to the community to focus on and submit something for to see what hits home topic-wise. So if you guys could pick one thing that people took away when they hear about bar camp, what is the one thing that you feel like is most important? Also, it sounds like we're in like a beer cellar. <laughs> yes, we are. We're piping in real sound from bar camp. <laughs> potential like surprises at bar camp. There's, There's beer outside boxes the window. and boxes of beer out there. Wow. I, I think that for me, the, the, Thing that people took away was the idea of Nashville's tech community. Here's part of it for me is that, that these are my friends. These are people that I care about, that I eat with and joke around with, and we have all these inside jokes that we share. It's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. It's my community. I'm just really happy and delighted to be part of it. For me, it's two different takeaways. So the two takeaways would be that the people that are volunteering and that are engaged in the crew are really getting to stretch their muscles in something new maybe that they haven't done before or they're getting to practice skills that they've always wanted to do whether they are you know exploring how to balance a budget for a conference or how to chair a conference you know, these are all really important skills, especially for wanting to be involved in this community that is always moving forward and always trying to engage the people here, especially in technology, whether you're a dev, that you don't just sit behind the computer, that you really do explore your interests. So that kind of leads into, even if you aren't a developer yet or you're not in, in the tech community per se, if you have associations with it, you go to bar camp and you hear about other people's passion and discoveries that they're making and seeing how engaged they are in their work. And it's not just a nine to five job that it's it is a community where you get to have these friends that are um, exploring these topic matters with you and challenging you to, you know, either really consider where you're coming from or to not, but also giving skills, you know, whether you're coming in just to engage via the audience or speaking for the first time. 
these are all really great things that bar camp in particular offers in a setting that isn't intimidating because we're all there just to lift everybody up. I think it's awesome because passion is contagious. Uh, And so anywhere I can go to catch passion is a great place to be. And I feel like bar camp especially fosters that atmosphere of, you know, talk about what you're passionate about. As well as discover something new, you know, change your world up just a little bit by seeing someone else's passion and, you know, maybe not following exactly what goes along with your line of work, but taking a step out of those lines and going to listen to a talk that has a different topic that you would never go to. Exploring that. Getting out of your comfort zone. I like that it's so low pressure. Like, people didn't pay to get in there. Like, if I'm not giving them what they're looking for, speaker-wise, like, I know that they're going to leave and they're not going to, like, resent me and sit there the whole time. (laughs) Um, I like that a lot because... Speaking at bigger conferences is something I'd like to do in the future, and opportunities like this to get to practice are just so invaluable. So what are you going to speak about this year at Bar Camp? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you have some time to think about it. Well, um, I think I signed up for uh, the podcast thing if we do that. Um, Fun, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A live podcast with the audience engaging in that. Oh, that would be awesome. Honestly, like, because it is so low pressure, like, when you said that just now, my blood pressure did not rise, actually, like it does with other things where I'm like, people pay to get into this, or just, you know, or or there's that speaker, or I don't know. I'll think about it. You should. We are really pushing it. Even if your rant is about something good, like, you know, working remotely, if you're passionate about that, you know, just kind of show some different sides that you don't necessarily get to talk about all the time at the water cooler. Passionate about the community. That makes it a very meta community event. (laughs) Or like um, speaking is always such a good opportunity. It works for me. I'm like, there's this deadline. Like I need to get together my thoughts on something and really learn it. And so um, like if I want to take on a new technology, it's a great way to really motivate. Oh yeah. (laughs) Can we talk some more about the history of bar camp too like yeah how did it happen in 2006 uh, o'reilly media in san francisco had uh, an event that was exclusive it was about thought leadership in the technology community in the bay area in silicon valley and developers who didn't get invited to that said well you know we're going to have one too and it's going to be free and anyone can come so o'reilly's event was called Foo Camp. So the Rebel developers called theirs Bar Camp. So oh, that's it's, awesome. it's Foo Bar. It's not that it was held in I, a bar. I don't think I knew that. I needed to know that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Bar Camp bar. Ev- evolved as a response to sort of technology elitism. It uh, developed a following. It, it was presented at South by Southwest that year. Marcus uh, Whitney went and saw that and said, we got to do this in Nashville. And so he teamed up with Dave Delaney to start Bar Camp in 2007, and that was the first event. I think it was at the Exit Inn, and it grew. I think that was 300 people. It grew to about 600 people at one point. Um, they had it at a bar, at Tequila <laughs> Cowboy or Cadillac Ranch or whatever it yeah. is. The success of that, I think, has led to its decline because other events started coming up. People started to follow their own passions, and, and I think you see that in the rise of the meetup communities and other places where people can 
talk amongst themselves about whatever specific technology stack, be it PHP or uh, .NET or JavaScript or what have you. So Barcamp is a big tent event. It's one that welcomes all comers and, and um, invites all comers, expects everyone who does attend to participate. It's not the kind of event where someone can come in and be this top-line headliner speaker. That can happen if somebody wants, if a top-line headliner speaker wants to come, but they're going to be treated just like someone who just started National Software School. If, if there's a passion that someone has, it can be the headline event because they will get more votes than other people. Uh, there's a voting system to determine what rooms people are in. So if, you're, if you get on the day of the event um, the most votes, you're going to get the biggest room, and that's just how it goes. Do they do the voting day of event? Or they do. Is it... They do. It's okay. a, it's a, we have an app. Wait, what? There's an app for that. There's an app for <laughs> like that. Like in the app store and everything? No, no, it's just it's a, uh, a, it's web, a web app. app. Yeah. That's so cool. Look at y'all, Bar Camp. <laughs> it's your app and everything. <laughs> and all your community participation. I know, and your big attendance and your free root beer floats. <laughs> so are there any other points that y'all... I was just trying to think through want. that. <laughs> oh, um... The code of conduct, was that new last year? It was. And how did that come about, and how did you develop it? We had wanted a code of conduct for some time. Many of the other conferences have one. Some sponsors wouldn't come on board unless we had one. And so we enlisted uh, Max Trinkle, who is a developer. He um, was in my cohort, and he just jumped all over it and based it on um, some of the codes of conduct that are already out there. And we, we read through it, we made edits, and then we approved it. And then we uh, made it public and let everyone know that uh, there are expectations that speakers and attendees uh, and vendors are required to follow. And to become a speaker or volunteer? So to become a volunteer, you can email volunteer, no S, at barcampnashville.org. And to become a speaker, we'll have a call for speakers, and then you'll submit your topics. And then day of, we, those topics will be voted on. And the best way to follow you all is maybe um, email or Twitter? Or... So we actually will be posting everything to our Twitter account, which is Barcamp Nash. And um, our hashtag this year for our 10th anniversary is BCNX. Now are we ready for picks? Picks. picks. Okay. My pick for this week is Dragon Con. I've lost my voice because I just spent the weekend yelling a lot at Dragon Con. Um, if you've never been, I would highly recommend it. Is this a dragon enthusiast conference? No. I'm pretty ignorant. This is 75,000 nerds take over downtown Atlanta in costume and everything. And Any kind of costume? Any, well, I mean, you don't even have to be in costume. You can be, I didn't do costuming, but... You can come in any kind of costume, and there's all different panels. Uh, you can do, there's even a programming track. Oh, um, neat. Yeah, so they had some stuff about hacking in there, and it's just a nerd fest. Nice. Is that, like, just in Atlanta? or? Yeah, it's an annual con that's held in Atlanta. Cool. Do our guests have their picks? I'm going to do the most obvious and say bar camp. Yay! It's <laughs> a good pick. Thanks. I'm going to follow up with that and say um, bar camp. <laughs> you could say, like, speaker up. <laughs> Passion, discovery. <laughs> 
for mine, the Lesbians Who Tech, um, or Queer Women Who Tech, just created the Edie Windsor Scholarship for Coding Boot Camps, and I believe that they're taking applications now. They raised, like, I think over $100,000, like insane. So they're um, taking applications for that. And last time, um, the cohort was all um, women of color, queer women. So if you are a queer woman out there, first of all, like, email me so we can be friends. Right. (laughs) If I don't already know you. And um, second of all, apply for this because it's a great opportunity. So final thoughts in summary. Bar camp, go. So in summary, bar camp, October 15th, come, it's free, it's crowdsourced, awesome, uncurated, so come and speak, put something out there. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Nash Devcast. And if you have something to say, be sure to go to nashdevcast.com slash call in and leave a message. This has been a production of Relationary Marketing. Our show was edited this week by Rodney Norris and our producer, Clark Buckner. This episode was sponsored by Strongloop, an IBM company. Strongloop helps you compose APIs, build and deploy and monitor node apps. You can learn more at strongloop.com.